0: business is
1: brought to you by audible.com hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of married with a business i'm craig
0: and i'm allison
1: and we're married with a business oh that was totally your radio voice oh come on that <laughs> was I mean, awesome yeah yeah so allison tell me how you've been this week
0: so i've been good this week We've had some interesting discussions in our house. Our oldest is in third grade, and third grade is you know, that year in school when you really strike out on your own and you let your entrepreneurship uh, flag fly.
1: Entrepreneurial ship <laughs> flag
0: fly? I don't know. So I picked the kids up from school last week, and they're talking about how... The third grade has started their own company, which I thought was so cool. They've got these little hedgehog erasers. So they've got this company called Hedgico and everybody's got jobs and stuff, which I thought was neat. So then we come home another day, and there's been big doings in the HedgyCo. And two of the people have had a falling out. So one of our son's friends left. And in solidarity, because... He left the company. So did our son. And uh, and then another little girl left because she said because she said, I don't have to put up with this. So now there's been a shift in the dynamics at the company. So you've got the original HedgyCo group and then you've got this other group with our son who's starting a new company. <laughs> and it's hilarious. So all the way to our appointment, we talked about economics and building a Business and he would say something like, "Oh, I'm going to hire somebody to who works for Hedgy co to find out what's happening." And I was like, "Well, that's corporate espionage." And we talked about all these things and product development. And then, so the new company, we came up with a name. We Googled it because you can't have the same name. We we learned all about copyright infringement and uh, it was so fun. And then they hired my second grader, and he's going to be the second great sales rep hilarious
1: outside sales rep to the second grade yeah
0: so now we've got two companies and i said now listen don't burn a bridge with the old company and your old friends because there's like 20 of them in their classroom and there's only one third grade these kids are together for the next five years something like that hilarious so one of the moms texts me and says hey olivia wants your son to come over because they apparently need to have a design planning meeting. It's just hilarious. And I love the fact that they're just working through all these big concepts in their head. You know, we talked last week about... um our kids are watching us and right. they really are watching us. No, so. They absolutely
1: are. Especially, you know, you and I talk a lot about business when we get home and you know, around the table. And so it's kind of funny to see them do this. I do like the fact though that in the third grade, in case you're ever wondering, the currency is mini erasers.
0: Yes, that's that's how much they, they charge so much for each they have different size products and, and the mini erasers, yes. you have like two mini erasers for a hedgy. Yeah. Hedgehog thing. So yeah,
1: it's great. Definitely interesting. (laughs) I
0: love kids. Well, um,
1: we have a great interview for you guys this week. Colleen and Connor Cooper. They own two businesses. And I thought, Allison, the the cool thing about this is like we got to talk to a couple that runs two a, a house. They have kids, they have twins, and two businesses. So totally interesting to listen to them and what they had to say. Take a listen here to Colleen and Connor Cooper from EAC and the Workout Club.
0: Ready. We're happy to be joined today by Colleen and Connor Cooper, who own both the Workout Club and EAC Equine. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Thanks for having, yeah, us. Thanks for having us.
1: So, tell us a little bit about how you guys met and uh, came together. Yeah. That, that, the, so the, the meeting goes back quite a number of
2: years. In fact, I was just thinking about it this morning and trying to add up the number of years, and I think we're at, known each other for 26 now. So uh, quite a while, we actually met the first day of high school
0: Aww. in terms
2: of uh, how far back it goes. <laughs>
0: And we've been married coming up on 10 years. Nice. Congratulations. That's a, that's a milestone in and of itself. I know.
3: I mean, We've known each other. We're so old now. We've known each other for over half of our lifetime.
1: Oh, that's yeah. about how we are. That's about how we yeah. are, too. And now, and you guys ha- also, you have a family, so you have kids as well. We do. We've
3: got three monkeys that you'll probably hear huff-humping and whizzling around. Um,
1: <laughs>
3: the phone call. Uh, two eight-year-olds, twins, girls, Anna and Emma, and then a little guy, five, Zach. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: That keeps you busy. Yeah, it does. I mean, if,
3: I, I do think if you're going to have chaos, it's the good kind of chaos to have. So it it is busy. It's mind-blowing, but it's also a lot of fun. Exactly. And I, and I would say, as you'd expect, given that one of our businesses is an equine
2: business, we've got uh, three animals of the equine variety, I guess, in our backyard. We've got two ponies and a mini horse that, that reside out back, um, along with some goats and a duck and a chicken. and <laughs> And uh, three dogs
1: and two cats. All right.
0: Well, we're coming. We're gonna bring the boys to your house. We have a seven and nine year old, so yeah. we'll, we'll just fill the gaps in for you.
1: You. <laughs> you have quite the menagerie. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah, we wouldn't. We probably wouldn't even notice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys are actually one of the first um, husband and wife teams that actually you guys run two businesses together. You have the workout club, which is a gym, and then you also have um, EAC Equine, which you guys do horse breeding. Tell us a little bit about how you manage and balance those two businesses with
3: a big sense of humor um we we eac we've uh we're trying to figure out how long it's been since we incorporated i think it's been seven years
2: yeah
3: Um, for seven years we've we've owned eac and we purchased the workout club in 2019 so just under two years for the workout club Um, And I would say EEC is uh, we've we spent a lot of time those first few years when we first um, incorporated and began our horse breeding program, um, really setting the teams in place to make sure that that business would be can kind of run on its own in essence. Um, We clearly oversee it and manage a lot of strategic planning and some of the details here and there, but it really is kind of an entity of its own at this point. which we're just letting it grow and evolve and um, kind of direct it in the way it needs to be directed. So we've been really fortunate in, in that sense. Um, and the workout club, we're kind of in the throes of it right now. Um, we acquired a business of 27 years old. So it had an established customer base. And um, it's a little bit of a longer story, but then COVID hit. So we got sidetracked a little bit. Um, and so that's required a little more work than we had anticipated. But we also have been building a, an Incredible team um, to manage the day-to-day operations there. So we're fortunate in that we have a wonderful community of people that we've um, built and acquired and recruited and you know have supported to help us manage both businesses. But it is it, it can be challenging, like last night at seven thirty, when you're trying to put out two fires um in two different businesses and it takes a lot of patience time and kind of communication back and forth to make it work
2: yeah and i would just say two two very different different journeys i'm sure we'll get into it a bit more but you know one of them was kind of you know i guess building it from the ground up and and with that um has taken a lot of patience i think you know you have these grandiose visions of how it's all going to come together and you're going to get it off the ground and by year three you're going to be cranking along and and uh then year four comes and you're not quite where you thought you would be. And, and I think, uh, you know, the word perseverance comes to mind, especially with that business, just keep, keep working at it. And, and ultimately, um, much like, I think everyone's faced just in this last year with COVID it's, it's taken a whole nother turn in terms of how you navigate and manage it. And especially when our, when our horses are spread between, uh, Georgia, Kentucky, Ohio, even where else we have, them. um, <laughs> You know, it makes it that much more difficult to not be able to be there physically and you're trying to do everything virtually. And, and then I think with the workout code, it's very different because it is, it is uh, something that was established that, you know, you, you're kind of taking a totally different approach. It's how do you take an established business and tweak it and adapt it to, you know I guess your own vision uh, for what you want it to be and and uh, we always kind of viewed it as could we throw the proverbial igniter fluid on it and and take something that's been established and have it accelerate and I think you know unfortunately had a, had a great path going and got through January and thought we were on a good a good trajectory and then late February into March um, I guess everything kind of came crashing down so now it's again I think the perseverance of, of what we went through with EAC is having to come into play in terms of you know, how do we navigate and see this thing through and have that um, ultimate faith in, in kind of our, our own I don't know. Got instinct as to what we're going to look like on the other side of this whole
1: thing. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, it's it's definitely it's interesting that it's two paths, two very kind of distinct paths, but how there's a lot of overlap in the two. And I guess one of the questions I have is that owning and operating two kind of completely different businesses in a lot of ways. What are some things that you have found between what you EAC and the workout club, like that overlap, if it's management style of people or whatever it might be? Because it's you know you talk about one where you're you know you're breeding thoroughbred horses and the other one where you're, you know, I guess, helping people try to become thoroughbreds? You know, what's the what's the overlap in kind of managing and overseeing two business, two separate businesses like that?
3: I think you hit the nail on the head, Craig. It's all about the people you have involved. Right. So. um <laughs> I, Connor uh, is an exceptional people person. Um, He's very good at taking talent and um, building upon talent and building upon skills. I'm more of a, how are we going to get this done? Can you get it done? You can't get it done. Then let's find the next person who can get it done. Um, And I think where we've, we've found great synergy in leading together is that Connor says, let's step back let's look at this individual and how can we support this individual best to exceed their own expectations and accomplish great things and make them feel great. Where, and where I say, well, you know, let's push them to get this done. So I think the two of us, if that answers your question, um, balance each other out in both fields, um, and we're dealing with two very different professions, right? Um, we're dealing with the horse industry, which um, is a very different profession in a lot of ways than the uh, fitness industry. But in there, I mean, we're all—it's all human relations and people skills and um, relationship building at the end of the day, um, and we have managed to. Really recruit and establish fabulous teams on both both sides of the equation. Does yeah. that does that kind of answer your I, question? Or? <laughs> I would agree.
2: I mean, I think it's also awesome. there's a lot of just you know you talk about what are the what are the similarities between businesses too. I mean, I think there's just transferable skills that apply to both right like when you yeah. when you figure out how to use uh, I don't know Ken college uses a canva a lot for marketing and coming up with different designs and I mean those things like that where you develop a skill or you learn how to edit some movie clips and stuff like just you use that skill back and forth across across each business almost seamlessly it's not there's not a distinct difference in terms of some of the tools and things you use and and obviously when it comes to uh, even the back end trying to understand business financials I mean it's all it's all similar in some sense.
3: But also, I think, too, to your point, um, in building, you know, in any business, you've got to have a great strategic plan, right? And you've got to be able to budget and you've got to be able to pay bills and um, look at the bottom line and read numbers. And um, Connor is exceptional at that. Um, I'm more of a big picture type of person. So I can look at something and say, OK, this is where I want to be and three, five, ten years, here are the ways we can get there, and Connor can use the numbers to back it up. Um, and so in both of our businesses, we've acquired those strengths um, and, you know, put the people in place to make that happen. Um, so we've been, again, fortunate because we have exceptional teams, but also the things that Connor and I both enjoy about business, we can apply together to make it work.
0: I was going to ask you, uh, that was one of the things I was going to say, did you feel like one of you is more of a visionary or an implementer, and I you think you answered that question really well. But I love how on the workout clubs website, you have yourself listed as chief team cheerleader. Why did you pick that title?
3: Oh, because I, I really Connor has brought out in me in the last 10 years, the ability to really step back and cheer people on. And I do love that. I love building teams. I love bringing community together. Um, It's been a passion of mine, since I was little. Um, and so really both of these businesses were found on the, the premise that we're passionate about these two industries and how can we give back to these two industries and how can we build community around both these industries and, um, create a sense of belonging, you know, which I think is more important now than it ever has been. Um, so I really enjoy kind of stepping back and watching people excel. And um, with Connor's support and helping me develop my leadership style, uh, i really come
1: to be a, a, a cheerleader. Um, and, I don't know. I, I enjoy that part of my job. Yeah, that's awesome. No, I think it's that, that's great. It's a great mindset to have when, you know, leading a team of, you know, employees. So I think that's, that's phenomenal. Talk to us a little bit about, so you have, you know, you have the kids, you have two businesses, you have all the animals the, that you have, you know, how do you balance all of that, you know, on a day-to-day basis?
3: <laughs> oh, I wish we had like a really great system, but... <laughs>
1: we We just get it done.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, I guess thus far this podcast, I think things have been pretty rosy. It's not always that rosy, right? In the day. Um, you know, I think if you were to have a camera on our house about 15 minutes ago, there was a lot of discussion about the junk all over the house and the cleanup efforts that are underway by our kids right now. Who
3: let the dog eat all the food on the
2: table? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, I'd say, um, Again, I think and Colleen mentioned sense of humor. I think we, we, we find find ways to find humor in our lives, um, as, as frustrating as it gets at times, and it, and it does get frustrating. I think you know things at home get frustrating when you're trying to manage it all and navigate it all, and and uh, especially when the kids were trying to do schoolwork from home and on Zoom calls, and and you're trying to to you know balance their needs with work with home with animals it's it's, it all adds up and and becomes a bit daunting but um you know you do find a way to get through and and you lean on each other um at at varying times and and uh you know as much as I think there creates friction it also it also can can you know somehow find its way and find its path to, to making it all come together so um That's where we land. And
1: And
3: I think, too, what we've realized, too, is just asking for help, right? Saying, hey, I really need your help. Can you please help me do this? Or um, we're just going to let this go today and focus on that on a day where we can have some attention towards it. So learning how to prioritize, to ask for help. We have a, I mean, I I sound very rosy, but we do have a really great village. Um, And that really came to light when we were isolated from our village for such a long time. Um, we rely a lot of, on our people, and we've found a wonderful community, a wonderful extended network of, now we call them family, but wonderful friends who have become family in the area. And we're fortunate because we, we do lean on them, they lean on us, and that's, that's the only way it can work.
0: I think that's great. What do you hope that your kids are learning from watching you guys build two businesses and a family and take care of animals? What do you hope that they're gaining that they'll take into their adulthood?
3: That's a good question, Allison. We we talk about that a lot. I personally, I I really want to raise good little humans, right? Compassionate people who will go on and do things that fulfill them, but also can give back to the world. So I hope that we're fostering a sense of compassion, hard work, uh, responsibility, accountability, um, and Kind of a, a a knowledge of what's going on around them, um, self awareness.
2: Yeah, and, and I mean, I think like I would say long term, um, you know, some of building businesses is the is the you know, if there's if they find themselves similarly passionate about. It, you guys, you guys hit on the fact you've got this multi generation kind of business that you're now involved with. I mean, I think. You know, if if there was an opportunity for us to, you know, be successful with everything we're doing and at some point let our kids get increasingly involved like to me that would be a a great uh, path down the road, um, you know, for them because they they will kind of grown up around these businesses now in terms of their involvement and, you know, at the gym working the working the counter or cleaning equipment or, I mean, by cleaning cleaning and more cleaning seems to be what we do at the gym is versus uh, actually having it function as it normally would but but at the end of the day um you know i do think there's there's something to be said for you know kind of showing them that everything can exist together and And ultimately, that they have a path should they choose to to want to be part of it too.
0: Is there something you guys think with either business that moving forward post COVID you're going to change in the way that you operate or the way that you do your strategic planning?
2: Yeah. So we're going to start by not buying a business before a pandemic. That's a good idea.
0: (laughs) That would would probably be a good
2: business. Yeah. Yeah, No, you know it's it's. I think there's a lot of things that, that we're, we're constantly tossing around in terms of how do we evolve or change. And, and again, a lot of it's trying to read the tea leaves about where things are going, whether it's in, in the horse side of things or it's, um, or it's, you know, with, with the gym, what's the, what's the right path um, to evolve? What are people going to really want and, and need? And, and I think we keep, you know, there's some certain guiding principles. I think we keep kind of falling back on, but, but as far as, um, you know, immediate change. I think we're, we're one thing we've found over the last year is everything we thought would happen didn't happen. So, you know, keeping an open mind about really what's happening and that, that willingness to be honest with what's really happening is going to be, I think, an important way we, we, we move forward. Is fair to
3: say. Yeah, absolutely. And I think Connor alluded to it at the beginning, but um, with EAC, when we first incorporated and started breeding our Arabian and Saddlebred horses, um, we were on, my strategic plan was a lot more aggressive than what actually happened. And so learning to step back and kind of roll with the punches and adjust on the fly and realize not everything's going to happen how you, you know, you want to plan it. Um, so how are you going to readjust your mindset and forge forward? Um, that has helped us this last year tremendously because, you know, we were hit with COVID, but in our minds, okay, well, we've been hit with roadblocks before. So how are we going to adjust and move forward? So I feel like we were prepared as best as we could be in spite of the circumstances Um and that, that's
1: helped us tremendously. So I will always remember that. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome.
2: Well, you know, I guess the one thing as she was talking the other thing that kind of came to mind for me is just, you know, it's been, it's been a very challenging time in terms of just, you know, being small business owners and not really having a voice. And I think, uh, you know, Colleen decided to join the board of the Marshfield Chamber of Commerce. What was that? A couple months ago. Um, I just got involved with the kind of the Metro self chamber of commerce. And, and I think one of the things, you know, throughout this pandemic has just been, it, it's, it seems like there's a significant disconnect between what's happening on the main street and kind of the political viewpoint on what needs to be happening. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, particularly for businesses like ours, you know, Jim was the first the fitness industry in general was the first to shut down shut down the longest and came back to life with you know more restrictions than you'd ever imagine and and yet there's been virtually no um definitely no national support and and even when it comes to state support very limited in terms of how you know how the whole industry was was lifted up despite all that forced closure Um, and so you do find yourself kind of at a at different times, just lonely in terms of your voice not being heard, despite your best efforts. And I think, you know, one of the things for us as, as small business owners is just how do how do we ensure that, you know, our peers and ourselves uh, we we have a voice going forward, and we're not going to let that happen ever again because it, it it truly there's a lot of businesses that got heavily impacted and and still haven't been heard. Um, in terms of what's really going on
1: out there. Yeah, absolutely. And I imagine that for you guys, it had to be very strange because you have one business where, I mean, breeding, just, the hor- the horses are that You have to continue maintaining, and that just continues to move. And you have this other business where overnight you're told by the government, hey, you can't be in business anymore, essentially. yeah.
3: It's so true Um, and it it was very challenging and kind of rectifying the two mindsets between the two businesses because they both have very different mindsets and are really based in two different geographic locations in the country. So I was dealing with one business where in a lot of ways the pandemic, for lack of a better word, did not exist Um, and, you know, it was kind of business as usual Um, and so it it's been challenging on both sides of the coin to kind of rectify that as we're up here. Um, But we've been able and thank goodness we've had each other. I I honestly don't know what I would have done if, you know, my husband wasn't in the same house with me and we weren't both kind of tearing our hair out and being able to talk about it and laugh about it and cry about it and talk about it. um, It's,
2: been a, a blessing yeah. really. Yeah, I knew that sanity check yeah. because sometimes especially it's like, <laughs> things felt insane, right? Like the fact that here we are in the northeast in total lockdown. And then to talk to peer, you know, people we're in business with on the equine side of things in, in Georgia, for example, and it's like, hey, our gym's wide open, no masks, no nothing. it's like what 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 are we missing here um, in terms of you know how serious is this thing? Is it just they don't understand? You know, and to be able to kind of use each other as a sounding board and I think help keep us at least going in the right direction yeah a little less crazy crazy, yeah
1: what um, tell us uh, if there's a resource a a book or something that you listen to or you've heard that has really helped motivate you on either the business side or the relationship side
3: I just recently read Belong which I love um, because it's all about building community through fashion, passion and so I really resonated very uh very closely with that book. Um, I love, she described herself as a community architect, and I think I kind of aspire to that job. <laughs> um, and I, I love the notion that, you know, we're, we're all called to, to do something um, great and that we can give back by, you know, following our passion, building community, and supporting others. So I've enjoyed that. Um, and I also love the book. <laughs> Atomic Habits um, by James Clear. Uh, just the idea of getting into routine and changing little behaviors here and there. I think um it could all be well. I could be a lot better at at sticking to routine. And if I did, I probably would feel a little less crazy each and every day. So um, enjoy that book. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm trying to think of any particular. We also would find ourselves, especially on road trips, listening to various podcasts in the car. And and I remember we went to Vermont it was probably six months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just remember, you know, again, just taking the time in the car, just listening to the podcast together. And, and I think there's little tidbits that, that always come from just honestly going through. Uh,
3: podcasts like yourself. Selling- yeah, yeah like just, you just not, not ones
2: you would Something someone recommended, or you, you kind of just stumbled upon. Um, those are always, always been, I think, things that get us thinking. So
1: yeah, definitely. There's a lot of cool stuff out there that mm-hmm. that can get you to that. Tell us a little bit about both businesses and how people can find you, either on the web or you know, get in touch with you.
3: So, Wine is an Arabian and saddlebred breeding um, business. It started seven years ago. I've been a barn rat since I was six or seven years old. And Connor um, and I, when we met in high school, he would come and help me clean stalls at the barn I worked at (laughs) over the weekends. Um, And that was founded just out of a love of horses. And when we moved up here, and I had to leave my job as a nonprofit executive. I decided to invest in a horse and we decided to invest in a horse. Connor said, you know, let's you you want to start a business, invest in what you know. So we invested in horses and here we are um, with um, (laughs) a stallion named Arrowhead, unlike any other, which is really the foundation of our breeding program. Lots of mares, babies arriving. throughout the spring so we we enjoy that thoroughly um and basically we sell and show the the crops that we um have bred so it's been exciting to see especially this last year and the pandemic it was a high to see a lot of the stallions first offspring win in the show ring in an excellent year so um That's been a lot of fun. And you can find us on eacequine.com. We're also on Facebook. I have a wonderful social media manager who manages all our postings there so you can see all the babies and smile. Yeah,
2: and then and obviously other businesses right here in local in Marshfield. Um, you can find it online at workoutclubgym.com. dot com, and uh, you know, again, relatively small facility on the scheme of things as is, is health clubs go. But uh, you know, a lot of a lot of great um, a lot of great classes. Um, you know, it's just kind of a uh, a great mix of. I think classes, virtual, traditional gym, Super safe, definitely clean. You know, I think that's one of the things that uh, and and the team there have, have really focused a tremendous amount of energy on is just exceeding every protocol, every every uh, government mandate, order, whatever you want to call it. If they said 14 feet, we made it 16 feet, if they said six, we made it 10. You know, like just again, just abundance of caution, really really focused on keeping everyone safe and ensuring um. It was, I always said it was always a matter of time before someone walked in the door with covid and the key was to not let it ever spread to anybody else and we've done a great job for last year and made sure that happened which is
3: well, and our community members have we have exceptional clients who really care about each other um, nobody, yep. you know whines about the mask or the cleaning or the rules and um, are just happy and thrilled to be back so our team's done a fabulous job at running our virtual studio our in-person studio we have a fabulous um, nutrition program that's up and kind of running and growing. Um, So we're really excited to diversify our programming, which COVID has forced us to do, which is not a bad thing to kind of think outside the box and think about what other people,
2: you know. No, we're excited to welcome people back though. I think that's the biggest thing now is in what we've, we've had a lot of different discussion with with kind of our state reps and state senators. and, And I think one of the big things that from our viewpoint is the fitness industry is, you know, honestly been a scapegoat of sorts in terms of shutting it down and making sure it wasn't a a culprit in the spread. Um, Now, as we come through and folks are getting vaccinated and we're going to hopefully come into the other side of this pandemic, you know, the fitness industry should be heralded as, you know, a place for recovery. And And I think that's, that's really what we're driving towards now is is how do we ensure we're welcoming everyone back with open arms, uh, whether it's people that have worked out all along and figured out how to do it at home, or people that may not have even worked out in a year and actually feel uncomfortable coming back to the gym uh, because they haven't done anything for, for fitness wise in quite a while, uh, making sure that they feel at home to be able to come back in and and uh, you know get, get back to to focusing on their health and well being and. And, you know, I think that we definitely have a, a big role to play um, as, uh, as everyone comes through this thing.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much, Colleen and Connor Cooper. Please check out EAC Equine and the Workout Club. And thank you so much for your time today. This has been amazing. Thank you for
3: having us. It was so nice chatting with you both.
2: Yeah, it was great. Thank you.
0: Wow, they were just amazing. I, I don't know how they do it. One business and two kids are hard. Three kids, three horses, dogs, cats, goats, chickens. Oh my Lanta! I, I'm really glad that she has such a strong village, and it's I just f- hilarious. Like
1: well, and to me, it's amazing, uh, just how level-headed and how like at it they are, considering the fact that they bought they bought a business. That then all of a sudden in the pandemic of 2020 had, you know, this huge thing happen to it where like fitness clubs, the workout club that they own, like they all got shut down because of the pandemic and they've had to figure out ways to, to change and work with the times.
0: Right, and they couldn't see their horses and it's like their babies are halfway around the country and they're stuck not being able to check on them um i love how colleen said it, it's the good kind of chaos because that's just amazing
1: right is there a good kind of chaos no there is there's a good there's definitely a good kind of chaos i love the passion that they have for their communities not only the communities of their employees and the and the industries that they're in but also the community of their local business and being involved in in the local chamber of commerce or or business groups and being part of that decision-making process and that challenge of having to make these, you know, systems for new COVID and requirements for their businesses. It's just, it's so interesting to see them be so passionate about it and spend all that time to do those things that are outside of business hours, you know, on top of having kids, on top of having horses and dogs and two businesses.
0: Colleen kept saying that they're fortunate because they have an exceptional teams and they have both businesses, but I think that they're really humble and I don't think that they give themselves enough credit and acknowledge enough that they have exceptional teams because they've built exceptional teams. And,
1: and and like a lot of the other couples that we've talked to that have turned out and are running these successful businesses, it's amazing the, the their communication style with each other, you know, just how, you know, exceptional they are at finding people and having like a great synergy at leading together as a husband and wife.
0: Yeah. And again, the common theme of it takes a lot of communication. We've got to balance each other out. We've got to pick up where the other one leaves off. I like how Colleen talked about how Connor has really helped build her up in her role. And, you know, when we talked about her being the chief cheerleader, how he's helped her build those confidence and build those skills to be that chief cheerleader and to delegate those day-to-day operation tasks
1: so if you get a chance check them out colleen and connor cooper they own the workout club gym workoutclubgym.com and they also own eac breeders uh so if you're into getting uh, stallions and horses i don't know anything about horse breeding but it's It seems to be pretty awesome. Uh, Check them out, too. So thanks to Colleen and Connor for joining us this week. Allison, what have you been listening to this week? So
0: I just downloaded Atomic Habits, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones by um, James Clear. Colleen recommended it. So I've downloaded it onto my Audible account. And so... Atomic Habits offers a proven framework for improving every day. James Clear is one of the world's leading experts in habit formation, and he shares practical strategies that teach you exactly how to formulate good habits and break bad ones and master the tiny hate behaviors that lead to remarkable results. Um, So what she liked about the book was that it gives you really tangible exercises and activities that to do to help create better habits. Because I think, you know, when we're organized and we know what we're doing and we have a morning startup routine, we are more efficient and less things fall through the crack. We lose our keys less when we know where they are every day, like Lisa Dooley talked about when she was on the show. So um, my next book is going to be Atomic Habits.
1: Yeah, I like it. And don't forget, you can get it for free on us. Just go to audibletrial.com bizmarried and get a free 30-day trial to Audible. So go to audibletrial.com bizmarried and you'll get a free 30 days on us.
0: Thanks for listening this week, everybody. Remember, you can find us online. Listen, like, and subscribe. We're at Biz Married and Married with a Business. And remember, not only is it important to focus on your business, but also your marriage. Because we're Married with a Business.